0: Thank you. and issues today on this planet can be traced back to Enki's and Enlil's dysfunction.
1: Yes, family feud. As brothers?
0: As As, as rival brothers, yes. Rival brothers, yeah. This came into my my head yesterday. Is there any karmic resolution for these two? For what they have caused for the thousands and thousands of years of suffering?
1: Well, let me uh, explain the role of Enlil. Enlil Mm -hmm. Seuss. Okay, so Enlil was... Seuss to the Greeks. He was uh, known as Elion to the early Hebrews, to the Sumerians. Mm-hmm. He was actually the good guy. The bad guy was Enki. Enki was the, uh, he was like the head scientist of the bio- Master geneticist. Yeah, master geneticist. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, the head scientist of Shuripak, which was the Niberian uh, um, stronghold that um, was in charge of all the genetic experiments right. and tampering. And so what they did is they, in order to corrupt the pure bloodline of Adam, um, you know, Lirin. Um, Michael, they started mixing the the existing human race, which is what we were back then during the Atlantean times, right. when we used to live for thousands of years. Mm. Um, right. And they started adding the genetics of primitives to lower down their IQs, wow. to lower down their intelligence, to put them at a lower state of reality. Uh, not only did they do that, but they started also tampering with um, animal genetics. They started mixing humans. They took the existing turn, 12-strand DNA human, and they started mixing them with with uh, different types of animals, and that mm-hmm. gave us all the creatures. centaurs, centaurs exactly, um, cyclops, mermaids. mermaids, mermaids, yeah, and that gave us all the creatures of mythology.
0: So all this stuff is not myth; it's, it, not it's myth. all it's all fact, and it's all it all happened.
1: Yes, he was Poseidon. He's Poseidon. He was Poseidon, the half brother of Zeus, mm. and. Um, he was given the seas and of course, Africa, you know, and Enlil was given the Mesopotamia area. Mm-hmm. So the way Zacharias Sitchin translated it and the way the ancient Samaritans were written was they were actually uh, rewritten to make Enlil Jehovah Zeus <laughs> seem like the <laughs> So they're guy. inaccurate. Yes, they're inaccurate. Wow. Very inaccurate. wow. And, and make Enki Poseidon and his lineage look like the saviors of humanity. But you have to also understand that it was Marduk, the son of Enki, who was... Absolutely reptilian. He, you know, his mother was also 100% pure Draco royalty. Mm-hmm. And so when Enki had um, an, an affair with Damkina, Damkina gave birth to uh, Marduk and then Marduk became Belial Baal, who is what we, you know, who who's the... Was all the? Sa- How can I say it? He, he's he's Satan, you know. He's he's the reason oh. why the the Cabal has been sacrificing children for thousands of years. They've been <laughs> sacrificing them to Marduk Belial Ball. <laughs> My God,
0: yeah, so I, need a, I, need a, a I need a breather. I need a breather. He's <laughs> what you
1: call the uh, Anunnaki that's been at the head of the Cabal since twelve thousand right. years ago. Right. Yeah.
2: That's...
0: And what what you're explaining now is all like it gets even more complex. This is just kind of service level facts of mm-hmm. of these power players, and we could spend. Twelve days, oh yeah, talking about this stuff. Yeah, this is surface stuff. Right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> There's millions of years of history. No, I
0: got libraries of information. Actually, it like goes said. into billions of years. So billions, I'm yeah. bad. I'm, oh, I'm just covering. galactic
1: wars, which encompasses mm-hmm. uh, 560 million years.
0: So all this stuff is still is still like beginner level stuff for for the for the listeners out there. Yes, there it is. Oh my god.
1: No, my if, god. <laughs> if you want to go back to the original. Um, War in the cosmos that took place beyond our galaxy in the eleventh dimension right. or the twelfth dimension mm-hmm. that was actually uh, eight hundred and twenty billion years ago. That's when, yeah, that's eight hundred and twenty billion years ago. Yes, th- that was the, the war of the Elohim, and then later um, mm. it was the war of the um, of the fallen Elohim against the Elohim. Those were known as the electrical wars that mm-hmm. took place about uh, five hundred and twenty billion years ago, right. and then finally, you know. We uh, that war later translated into our galaxy 560 million years ago. So uh, yes, we're dealing with with a lot of universes. We're dealing with a lot of information, a lot of history that goes back to billions of years. You know,
3: we've heard a lot about Atlantis. Can you speak more to Lemuria and Mu too?
1: Sure. So Lemuria was um, okay. So Mu was the great, the first great seeding after Tiamat's destruction. Mm -hmm. Um, It was uh, actually Lemuria before it became Lemuria. It was known as Mm -hmm. um, Mu. And during those days, um, many extraterrestrial species came to the earth to create this great experiment um, that was supposed to act as the guardian, the new guardian race of the entire universe. And so many extraterrestrials came to Mu uh, to bring forth their DNAs to create the most powerful beings ever. And then that's when our original ancestors were developed, was Mm -hmm. back in Mu. Mm -hmm. So that's where we come from. We're part of that Terranesian lineage. Yeah. And um, Mu was beautiful. It was um, like a paradise, a garden of Eden. You know, the inhabitants of Mu uh, did not have any external technology. They were all about consciousness-based technology where they fused with the elements in order to manipulate the elements with their mind. (laughs) And that's how they would be able to control the weather at will and the crystals and the stones. Um, It was similar to the movie Avatar where Mm -hmm. the species were in... Um, symbiotic uh, in a symbiotic relationship with their planet. Mm-hmm. And they were just one ecosystem. Wow. That's how Mu was. Peaceful, harmonious. harmonious. Then... What started off as Mu eventually became Lemuria as the inhabitants started to become denser and denser mm-hmm. through the process of involution. Again, you mm-hmm. know, we're dealing with, you know, uh, they used to be eighth dimensional race and then they went to the sixth dimension. So now we have the Lemurians. The Atlanteans were part of the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so and the, when they fell into the sixth dimension in order to Uh, become more condensed and and succeed in this idea of polarity integration, which is the idea of merging spirit and matter, uh, higher dimensions and lower dimensions, higher chakras and lower chakras. So they were part of that process uh, as to why they were condensing Um, And everything was fine. Everything was fine. You know, we had other existing colonies then. We had the uh, Rama colony, which existed in today's India region. Mm -hmm. We had the Yucatan colony or the Mayan colony, which existed in today, uh, Mesoamerica, what we call Mexico, Central America, around Mm -hmm. that region. And then we also had the Yu colony, which existed in today's China region. Mm -hmm. So we had, um, and then of course, Atlantis in its original form was Alania. Alania was formed, too, as the fifth colony. So everything mm-hmm. was in harmony with Lomeria being the mother uh, right. colony of all the other four colonies. Right. And um, the Atlanteans, uh, the original Atlanteans, uh, started um, developing an external technology. So they were, again, they were experimenting now in the fifth dimension, right, right. where mm-hmm. things were more condensed. And uh, while the other civilizations were in the sixth dimension, but they were all still coexisting. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time in a harmonious way. So what happened was the, unfortunately for Atlania, uh, many members of the Orion empire began to, uh, infiltrate it through a Stargate. So the Stargate came from Mars. Mm-hmm. Mars was the original, I guess, uh, experimentation in, in the infiltration process of our solar system. And that's what caused the Great Seating to collapse. By the way, they used a, uh, doorway or interdimensional mm-hmm. door portal that connected Mars to Orion right. in order to uh, create and develop their army here on, pl- on the planet called Maldic, which right. is now the Culper Belt, mm-hmm. which uh, is right outside of, it's, it's it we used to exist between Jupiter and, pl- and uh, Pluto. So there was another jovial planet that was also the size of Jupiter oh. called Maldic. Yeah, so uh. at one point our solar system did have 12 planets, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was um, they came into Atlantis, uh, they started bringing more uh, of the draconian technology into place and uh, they were able to use that technology to um, control the crystals within the earth. So they developed an AC type of advanced technology that was able to um, harness um, neighboring celestial objects. So back then we used to have two moons when when Lemuria, Alania and all the other colonies coexisted in peace. And so the Atlantis, the Atlanteans then became the, Atlant- the Atlanteans after they changed their name, after they overthrew the Council of Light. Mm-hmm. And now it was run under the new Dark Council of mm. the Orion Feder, you know, Orion Empire. Right. And so what they do use is they use this AC advanced technology to bring forth the second moon because back then Earth had two moons, mm-hmm. and they, in a, a non-diplomatic way, they decided to uh, show the other colonies that Atlantis meant business. So they used this moon and they brought it into the vicinity of Lamoria, who was then the mother continent out mm-hmm. of all the other four continents. Mm-hmm. And they imploded over Lemuria. So that happened about 50,000 years ago. Wow. And that's My how gosh. Lemuria was destroyed. And all we have left today is the, you know, the remaining little island of Hawaii. Right. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> which was part of the Lemurian continent. Which, which was huge. Wow! Yeah, it was wow. as big
0: as the United States and Canada put together. That's but in the Pacific Ocean. That's, mm.
1: that's how big
2: it was.
0: Um, What was I going to say? We've all had lifetimes in Atlantis. Most of the people on Earth. Yes.
1: That's and and in, in
0: Lemuria. And in Lemuria. Yes.
1: But luckily, um, the Lemurians, who were very spiritually evolved, uh, foresaw the attacks through their clairvoyance. Mm -hmm. And uh, for the most part, uh, they resorted into the inner earth, and they still
0: continue to exist today. Hollow earth, Earth. Earth, which I wanted to ask you about. There are still hollow earth civilizations currently subsurface. Yes. When will they make contact with us?
1: Uh, By no later than 2024. Once the earth is fully... Um, has, has been fully restored back into the galactic community, they will eventually reunite with us. Yes, they're waiting for that day of regeneration
0: Essentially beings coming out of the ground and
1: well, not necessarily coming out of the ground. There's different uh, stargates. Stargates. Yeah, they just pop out into our reality. Now. Oh, god gotcha. We've been living in, in the earth for, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of years waiting for you guys to get it right so that we could can read. <laughs>
0: right you know. Waiting Otherwise, for us to raise our vibrations.
1: Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, the inhabitants of the inner earth are very spiritually evolved. They're very mm-hmm. peaceful. I think there, there's only like one or two percent of the species that went to the inner earth that were that were um, hostile and, and they had to do with, you know, reptilians and the, yeah. the greys and stuff. Right. And among other, you know, aliens that uh, decided to create an underground network. But for the most part, um, our Earth is kind of like a honeycomb um, shaped in, in the inner Earth aspect mm-hmm. of the Earth. is honeycomb shaped with there's caverns everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an inner sun and that's the core of the Earth. It, right. it's, it also acts as an inner sun. Mm-hmm. There's lakes, there's streams of water, there's wow. forests, I was about there's to oceans. Ask,
0: how, how is it living under Earth for, or in hollow Earth for thousands of years and not having to access, having access to it, the sun? When the core, the core of the earth acts as a sun. Exactly. Well, it's like a, it's like
1: a miniature sun. Gotcha. Yeah. They get, it it is emitting the same light rays as our sun. Right. Mm -hmm. So they get the same nourishment that we do, except it's better because they don't have the pollution we do. Right. Yeah. They're
0: much healthier. Much
1: healthier. (laughs) Yeah. And they're very tall, very healthy. Most of the men are, you know, they're very buff and they have six packs and the women are... Are you from hollow earth? Uh, (laughs) Perhaps not. No, I'm not not from hollow earth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Actually, um, I'm
1: from Sirius to be to be in Lyra. I originated Lyra, but Lyra. I represent the in Sirius anuhasi lineage gotcha. through through En An- through Enlil's lineage. Jehovah's Sues, not through Enki's lineage. <laughs> <No>.
3: <laughs> so, talking about Supernafim, Seraphim, and Saganafim, can you break down why we can't perceive angelic beings? Do they surround us constantly?
1: They are, yes. All the dimensions are coexisting all around us, all at the same time, all the way up to the fifteenth dimension, mm-hmm. where the central universe is. So we are actually in the midst of the central universe. We just don't perceive it that way, you know. We're we're seeing things from a different perspective. But the these higher angelic uh, figures um, are part of the what I call in my book the first uh, celestial organization, which became known as the Eternal of Days. So they they operate as functionaries of these of the eternal of days, which is the governing administration that uh, governs the realms of the central mother universe. Mm-hmm. And so they don't they don't have free will, you know, in, in a sense where there are different aspects of the one. Right. Yeah, it's like the one um, mm-hmm. breaking itself up into different aspects to yeah. uh, secure the realms and to make sure that everything goes according to the great divine right. plan and all the mul- multiverses. They're all connected to our DNA. Yes, they're all connected to our DNA as well. Gotcha. So um, one of the things I would like to share with people is that uh, when we talk about angels, archangels, Uh, Those are archetypes. Those are archetypes that exist within us. You know, so when you're praying to Archangel Michael, you're actually praying to an aspect of yourself. Mm -hmm. When we all connect with our higher self, we realize that we are source and embodiment, that we have uh, all the the cosmic grace exists within us. All the angels, archangelics, the supernifim, the saconifim, the teratirifim, and the highest orders of legions, they're all
0: within our DNA, people. Mm -hmm. That's how powerful we are. Talk to them, you're talking to a higher aspect of yourself.
1: Absolutely. Yes, because there is no difference between us and them. It's there is no separation. Right. There is it's no It's one big gigantic cosmic soul that fragmented itself and divided itself over the eons of time. To experience <laughs> itself. To experience more of itself. And that's what mm-hmm. we are. We are the final uh result of that as individuated units of consciousness, but still um as as we are like the cells in the universe, you have to think about it in a way where even our cells, all trillions of them within our biology. Uh, is in its own universe. It's its own mm. universe. And then the cycle repeats again. Right. And then it, our, never, uh, and never. Infinite. Infinity, infinite, yeah. And then our universe is one big gigantic cosmic cell
0: in the body of the mother. Just to re- like, when I woke up five years ago and I I downloaded all this information, so it was overwhelming. <laughs> it was over. And I'm still integrating all of that information, still. So what what pieces of advice do you have to anyone any, any listeners out there who are starting to wake up
1: my advice is to have an open mind Um, take what resonates do your own research investigate things for yourself and most importantly go within because it is through the process of meditation where you're going to be able to connect with your own higher self i'm not here to be you know the person who gives forth the information. I'm here to remind you that you also have access to this information. I'm just kind of triggering you, so that you realize that you know you have access to your own akashic records. I just access mind, and that's how I was able to write this book. Mm-hmm. So I just want to let everyone know that you know you know we're we're all God in embodiment. You know there is no separation. We're all one in the universe, in the multiverse. We're all part of a bigger organism. We're also even though we're cells within the bigger organisms, we're still part of that organism. And all we have to remember, all we have to do is meditate so that we can remember that. <laughs> and
3: the meditation and the stillness is very important because we live in a society that's just so distracting, so loud, so noisy. Mm, yes. Yeah, and that's why there's so much power in stillness and meditation. Stillness
0: and meditation. Yes. So I've read this number many times in many, many pieces of spiritual literature. The 144,000, can you explain who the 144,000 are?
1: Absolutely. So the 144,000 has to do with two things. It has to do with 144 strands of DNA that was given to us at the highest level of
0: reality. DNA expression. DNA
1: expression. As well as 144,000 oversouls that are coming from the 13th dimension and up to incarnate at this time without any karma or anything because they're already ascended beings. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. They're here to help the planet and they volunteered. And they decided to come because... Back in the '50s, our planet was heading into a nuclear war. Mm-hmm. It was heading into a downward spiral, where the Earth was going to be destroyed. So a a, a shout out was was uh, called by the Earth herself, because the Earth is a living entity, just like you know our solar system, our galaxy, and our universe. Mm-hmm. We're we're dealing with the living cosmos, people. Right, everything is alive, you know. So the Earth called out for help, and the 144,000 Oversouls uh, responded, and so they've been incarnating in waves since the '60s, late '50s, '60s, '70s, and
0: '80s. Yeah. Dolores Cannon um, talked, about talked about that, the three exactly. ways as volunteers. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. Mm. So one of the things that I want people to know about, especially if you guys are starseeds out there, or even if you're not a starseed, um, like I said, uh, take what resonates. And, you know, if it, if it resonates with you, great. If it, not, if it doesn't, do your own research. But the 144,000 are actually part of this um, idea that we are emerging And as an avatar down here on the earth, we're still coexisting on different levels of reality. We're still on our mothership, monitoring things from the higher dimensions. Uh, We, we were the commanders. We are the commanders. We are the intergalactic forces. We are the, you know, the gatekeepers. We are the, the, um, the guardians of galaxies and universes. And we, in order for us to exist here is that we're projecting a portion of our consciousness down into the third dimension. Mm -hmm. And this is just an avatar that was developed for us in order for us to also be the ground crew. So that's what we are down here doing is we're actually the boots on
0: the ground. Right. And I kept asking myself over the years, why isn't there more help? We are the help.
1: Yes, we are. We are what everyone's expecting when they're talking about the return (laughs) of this, the return of the angels, the return of the gods and goddesses, the return of the Christ and the angels. They're all referring to us. The 144,000 are the saviors of humanity and hence the saviors of uh, the entire universe because everyone's counting on us. That's insane. Yeah. Because what happens on the earth is actually going to have uh, repercussions throughout all existence, uh, both forward in time and backward in time. Right. You know, we're, we're at actually the hub. Earth is at the hub of all timelines. Right. So even though there's all these probabilities and infinite possibilities in which uh, things could go into any direction of these probabilities. What happens on the Earth is going to collapse all those probabilities, and then that's what's mm-hmm. going to remain as the all existing <laughs> timeline.
0: <laughs> that's how important it is. I've heard there's many, many different first versions of Earth due to the timeline wars. Yes, there is. That is. How yes. many first versions? There's fifty, I heard.
1: Um, there's th- there could be more, but um, they're all existing on parallel universes. Parallel universes. Yes. Absolutely. So to give you an example of that in one of these parallel universes, Atlantis was never infiltrated. Mm -hmm. So Atlantis is still in its golden age and we still have the four colonies coexisting, Lemuria, Rama, Yu, and Maya. And -hmm. they're they're still coexisting in harmony, the five major colonies. Um, And another aspect, um, Lemuria never became Lemuria, was still Mu, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, In another aspect, um, Egypt, was never corrupted and infiltrated. And it so it's still the golden age of Egypt. So in these parallel earths, uh we have aspects of ourselves mm-hmm. existing as pharaohs, as high priest, mm-hmm. as high priestess, as guardians and keepers of the stargates as well. Right. So yeah, they're all coexisting all at the same time.
0: You mentioned Egypt. Just mm-hmm. out of curiosity, what records are located under the Great Sphinx? The Halls of Records. The Halls of Records. Yes. And what's contained within these records?
1: The Akashic records of all time. The Akashic Mm. records. Yes. Yes. They reveal galactic history that would take volumes and volumes. It would actually fill up an entire library Mm. of galactic history. I mean, in my book, I condensed it, even though I I went to great detail. Mm -hmm. But it was just in comparison to the true history of our galaxy, in consideration of, of, of the millions and millions inhabited worlds that exist within our Milky Way, not to mention the other worlds that exist within the other billions of galaxies i mean we're talking about you know thousands of full filled libraries full of cosmic history here right. so so the halls of records are actually accessible by those that have the gift of spirit and understanding to access those records and from what i understand is um when this ascension takes place when the sun releases its final flash and the transformation of, of species occur those halls of records are actually going to be revealed to the people disclosure disclosure well that's that's going to be the ultimate disclosure Mm -hmm. but disclosure
0: is already happening it's already happening slowly and slowly in increments
1: but that's like the 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 gold of disclosure that's you know revealing the true history (laughs) um that spans billions
0: of years of universes and cosmos yeah could you say mass hysteria or just chaos
1: no not at all not at all uh this is going to take place after the ascension so those gotcha yeah so those that are ascending in, in what i call the positive timeline Uh, Not the artificial or inorganic one Mm -hmm. are going to actually be people that are going to be able to take this, these, uh, the knowledge from these records and um, use it in a good way and understand it. And, 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 you know, how can I say it and really just access their own memories of all their different incarnations Mm -hmm. and lifetimes due to these records, they're going to know who they are. A lot of great
0: information here. It's okay. <laughs> it's so good. So uh, good.
1: I, I also want to point out that the halts of Records, when they become released to the public upon the Ascension, it has also a, a lot to do with us uh, regaining our, our, our memories. So the also exist within
0: us. Remembering.
1: Remembering, yes. Gotcha. So they exist within us, too. It's not just right. like physical things that we read. Mm. Access it's it's the an energetic records. template. Right. It's an etheric energetic template that will be... Accessible by those that make the positive timeline ascension, right yeah, so raising their
0: vibrations high enough to access to access those records right.
3: <laughs> On the point of raising vibrations, can you tell us more about spiritualizing organic matter?
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, meditation is the thing you know e- even if you are into Tai Chi,, ki, ki, uh, what is it called Ki Q ki gong. gong, whatever it takes for you to raise your frequency, to be in that state of mind where it is known as no mind. Because when Mm -hmm. you're in that state of mind that is known as no mind, that's when you access your own zero-point field. Mm -hmm. And when you access that zero-point field, um, you realize that you are one with Source, that one with God. And at that point, you start creating, manifesting at a rate where you begin to materialize things spontaneously with your mind. So that's how we become spiritual, is by realizing that we are... You know, one with creator source. Mm
0: -hmm. There is no separation. We have access. Anyone has access to this zero point energy field. Yes. In any given moment, if they commit to the practice. Absolutely. Yes
3: what was more fun, moving things with telekinesis or manifesting?
0: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> I would say telekinesis. Uh, yeah. um, it was done in a way where I didn't see my mind within my school. I saw that my mind was a morphogenetic field that encompassed everything
0: around me. Yeah. And so that's how I was able to do that. <laughs> wow. Very cool. You mentioned in your book that George Lucas happened to, happened to be tapping into the Akashic records to write Star Wars. Absolutely. Star Wars is a remembering of the Galactic Wars in Orion. Yes. And
1: there's um, a lot of significance in the concepts of the Jedis and the Sith. The Jedi actually represents the lineage of Michael. And it's funny because uh, Sirius B, which is the great bright star, is a blue star. And then that's where the lineage of uh, the layering, you know, um, lineage of Michael originated from is Sirius. Right. Um, That gave us the Anuhasi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the lineage of uh, Draco-Lucifer, which is represented by the color red, originated off of Draconis and Orion. Mm-hmm. The Sith. So the Sits, when you think of the Sits, which yeah. is a hybrid between a galactic humanoid and a Draconian, I mean, you know, they have hominid bodies, but right. their face looks like like the, you know, like, what's his name? Beastly, uh,
0: reptilian. Re, yeah, beastly, um...
1: reptilian, just like all the Sits. Yeah. Like yeah. all the Sits in those movies. Mm-hmm. So George Luke's was was actually uh, retrieving... Uh, symbolically all this information but he you know gave it his own twist and he, right. you know he wrote it in his own way of describing right. this this galactic war between right. creative you know, spin to his own exactly between the republic and the galactic empire right in this case the republic is is uh, represented by the galactic federation and in, in our case
0: galactic fit which brings us to our next question who consists of the galactic federation all the galactic
1: humanoid worlds that were in favor of the light against the draconian orion empire gotcha so it all started as a coalition of lights that began with lyrian syrian the pleiadians joined the arcturians the andromedans uh epsilon eridani jumped in uh epsilon boots um alpha Centauri, beta centauri um you know and in and, and, uh, mintaka and then just several um free systems within the upper orion region um eventually later Uh, they started off as a coalition of light developed into the galactic federation five million years ago but there was already a resistance in orion before the federation started there was an organization by the free humanoids that existed in upper orion that uh, developed what became known as the black league of orion and the black league of orion was the ones that they were the ones that were actually holding off the orion empire from from going into other parts of the galaxy Mm -hmm. before the federation was formed so yeah, the humanoid galactic species, who are actually our ancestors, were always uh, two steps ahead of the Orion Empire. Right. Luckily, wow! So, so now cool. <laughs> this is so, so
0: cool. <laughs> so throughout, throughout galactic
1: history, you know, the Galactic Federation um, has been acting as a as a legal and moral ethical compass. Um, between the different galactic, intergalactic, uh, type 1, type 2, and type 3 stellar cultures, in order to not only maintain peace and harmony, but also in order to um, combat the expanding Orion Empire. So that's been their main purpose, right? is to secure, you know, a peaceful, harmonious galaxy. And then, of course, secure our solar system, the Earth, which is the most important solar system and planet, Mm -hmm. uh, not only in our galaxy, but in the entire universe or multiverse. Mm -hmm. So that's been their role.
3: So next I'm curious about polarity integration. Can you speak more on that?
1: Sure. The, okay. So every universe, every galaxy, um, okay, so everything, you have to understand the lower dimensions, everything's a game. It's a game. So even duality is part of this game. It's polarity opposites. Mm-hmm. So everything, it's one becoming two in order to explore more of itself, but also collapsing back into the one. Mm-hmm. And so in our galaxy, the reptilians, Dracos represented the, the dark side um the galactic humanoids of lyra represented the light mm-hmm. and so the whole purpose of this polarity integration is to also uh realize that in the higher dimensional realms before we became physical we were all children of the one mm-hmm. including the our fallen brethren who those who followed lucifer right. so the whole point of this polarity integration was 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 a two-way process it was to restore um you know by humans inheriting the external technology of the reptilians and then in turn the humanoids Uh, taught the Retilians how to meditate so that they could overcome their animosity and their rage, so that they could meet, um, find a middle point in which they could finally live in harmony. Mm -hmm. But it didn't go that way, uh, unfortunately. The second aspect of polarity integration is integrating spirit and matter, or unifying the higher chakras and the lower chakras. chakras. So in the case of the galactic humanoids, every time they geared towards spiritual development at the expense of rooting themselves in the lower chakras Mm -hmm. uh, or in the matter... um, you know they were confronted by the dracos by the higher ups you mm-hmm. know they they were it was orchestrated where the dracos were were uh allow allowed to to create a conflict with them in order for them to remember that they have to solve that issue so that conflict was planned on a higher level yes from a higher level of reality beyond our galaxy this whole galactic war was was planned exactly it was planned to to create greater growth mm-hmm. and and this in this greater growth, the, the ultimate arrival was unconditional compassion. Because, you know, unconditional compassion is, is at the heart of all creation. Mm-hmm. So what will bring back duality and collapse it back into the oneness of everything is by realizing that that even evil is not something that exists outside of ourselves, but it's also within us. Within us. So when we do the inner work, and this is what's happening right now, um with the star seeds and the light workers is that we're, we're being forced to face our shadows. We're mm-hmm. being forced to face our shadows because we're living in a time where we have to collapse the duality polarity back into neutral singularity. Mm. Zero point balance. Zero point balance, okay. yeah. In order to you know uh, allow for the entire ascension of the galaxy to take place. So what we star seeds do here on the earth um, by going within and neutralizing and collapsing the duality that exists within us mm-hmm which is a reflection of the galactic wars, right? Everything's a hologram. As above, so below. As above, so below. Then by doing so, then we end all of evil. And everything, it just becomes pure bliss light.
0: Wow. So the answer is always self-mastery.
1: Self-mastery and unconditional love. Compassion. Yeah. That's
2: amazing. That's
1: amazing. That is that is at the heart of this collapsing the polarity duality, is realizing that we have the shadow within, that we have to work through, mm-hmm. and you know we have to integrate it with our light.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. when we do that, We also bring balance to the external reality,
0: which is the simulation that we're all a part of. The simulation, Mm -hmm. keyword simulation. (laughs) Uh, So let's bring it back to DNA. Sure. And how scientists have labeled junk DNA when there is no such thing as junk DNA. And how we have been unplugged and we are operating at 10%, or even less that, you said 4%. 4%. Mm. What can the listeners do moving forward to somewhat repair these remaining strands of DNA,
1: by keeping their body cleans, by uh, meditating, um, going within, um, spending time in nature as much as possible, as, much as possible. Whether it's an ocean, lake, or whether it's a mountain, forest, um, nature has a has a lot of healing properties. You know, if we if we spend time, the more we spend time in nature, the more we're going to be healing ourselves, so that that other ninety six percent of our DNA could unravel. But also automatically, due to the photonic energy that is coming in from our sun via the galactic core, or via the, I mean, from our galactic core via our sun, sorry, (laughs) um, we're also activating the other 12 strands. Mm -hmm. So as I speak right now, the human race is uh, currently going through a genetic mutation at the cellular level. Um, In order for you to access your higher strands of DNA, even beyond the 12, I would suggest keeping your bodies clean, no alcohol, no drugs, no Mm -hmm. cigarettes, um, you know, eating superfoods, vegetables, organic vegetables, organic fruits, and stuff that is just living. Yep. Because when you eat living stuff, you're actually doing a good thing for for your other DNA. Mm-hmm. And so... On multiple levels of On multiple levels, yeah. Because it's, you know, what we do with our body, it's all connected to our spirit mm-hmm. and stuff. Our, in fact, our bodies are, it is almost like a materialization of our, an extension of our spirit and right. our mind. Right. You know, even though we see it as an avatar, eventually we're going to spiritualize it. Right. Uh, as we transform, as we become DNA or as our DNA becomes activated, um we are going to um, be able to integrate all aspects of ourselves into this physical form because this is the only physical form that was designed um, whereas no other species out, out there could do it where you could embody all twelve dimensions at once, which is like like what wow. God does. <laughs> yeah <laughs> So we have what is called the God gene. We have the God, God part- the God particle, the God code. The God and spark. The God spark. No other species has it, but we do. Mm. So we were designed um, for our biologies, I'm sorry, was designed to develop itself into the point where they access absolute power. We begin to access absolute power. We are God, Goddess incarnate. Yes, we are soul, source and embodiment. Source and embodiment. And, and, and all the species out there, all the aliens, all the angels, all the second, they all know that. They all know that we are the. The ones that are going to be,
0: you know, superseding and bypassing them all. We just have to do the work on ourselves. Yes. To achieve that. Absolutely. I have a curious question about Mars. Mm -hmm. Mars was destroyed due to nuclear fallout. Is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. And all the remnants that indicate that are still there.
1: Our scientists have found radioactive uh, decay, uh, radioactive elements that were still hanging out.
0: Uh, they found old riverbeds, uh, dried up oceans. There is a face monument on the surface, right?
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: read, I learned that it was King Anu's face. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. So that is correct. That is correct. Yeah. And for the listeners out there, you can go and research this. Research the face monument on Mars, on this, on the surface of Mars. Mm-hmm. It was built in tribute to King Anu. Yes, because
1: King Anu was a. Serving as a commander of the Niberian Council during the, the Galactic Wars uh, during uh, the times where the Draco infiltrated our solar system during the first Great Sea. And so he was in charge of that. You know, uh-huh. he was, you know, again, you know, the Niberian planet, the way it was designed, it, it's, it only came into our solar system every 3,600 years. Right. Right. So the, every time it was out of our solar system, it was actually patrolling other solar systems in its long,
0: elongating, elongated orbit. orbit. Yeah, Exactly. Wow. According to the Prism of Lyra, White holes and black holes are entry points and exit points. Is this accurate?
1: Yes, and every sun has one. Every sun has one. every sun has a black hole and a white hole, an entry gotcha. point and exit point. Gotcha. And the entire universe is connected through these star gates. Not just our sun, but also the galactic sun or the core of each galaxy has a huge black hole and a huge white hole that acts as an interdimensional doorway to mm-hmm. other galaxies mm. and other universes. So, if you if you um, going back to the type three civilizations that I mentioned earlier, there's actually type four and type five. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, there's four and five. Yeah, there's four (laughs) and five. Would you
3: care to define that?
1: Sure. So we've established that uh, type three um, is capable of harnessing the entire power of a galaxy, right? Well, a type four uh, harnesses the entire power of a universe. And that's billions of galaxies. Mm -hmm. Yes, Yeah, they're they're, uh, considered uh, 48 strands of DNA and they're beyond immortal. You know, at that point of reality, I mean, they could just. They create new and new universes, you know,
0: manifested in an
1: instant. Exactly. So the reason why new and new universes are being formed is because um, the intelligences that occupy Type Four civilization are using their their brain power at that level of reality to manifest, you know, new and new creations. Um, They're what you consider creator gods, the creator gods. Yeah. Now beyond the Type Four, we have a Type Five. That's Omniverse. That encompasses Mm. the entire Mother Central Universe. Mm -hmm. At that point, they're able to harness the entire power of the multiverse. And that's where it ends. You can't go beyond that. Beyond that that's, yeah. <laughs> that's everything. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so with my history as a pharmacist, I'm curious what you have to say around, you know, um, these bodies and how to- so many people are taking pharmaceuticals these days. All
1: right, the truth of the matter is that petrochemical companies were developed by the Nazis and through a cabal um, organization, um, the pharmaceutical companies, as well as uh, NASA, and as well as the CIA were all developed by by the, you know, rem- through Project uh, Paperclip. Yeah, they, that's when the Nazis infiltrated our country and uh, established these these agencies. And, and part of that was to control the the medical uh, industry as well. So okay. through the Rockefeller Foundations, they Rockefeller. were able to develop the American Medical Association. And so the, the pharmaceutical drugs that were developed were actually experimented on the Jews before they were employed over here in the States to see which ones were lethal and which mm-hmm. ones were not. But overall, the truth is, is that they're actually bad for you? They're, you know, they keep us sick. They they keep not only do they keep you sick, but <laughs> they actually uh, do the opposite of what they're told to do. You know? <laughs> more detrimental yeah, to your overall health. Exactly. They're they're designed to destroy the your um your immunity. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and then the,
3: which affects the DNA. Eventually, which affects right? the
1: DNA because the whole purpose is they 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 are trying to prevent us from activating. You know, the, even mm. even the chemtrails. You know, the poisoning of our foods, fluoride. It's mm-hmm. all designed fluoride. to keep us operating at 4% capacity because they know of this great prophecy. They all know that the prophecy said that at the end of the 20th century, at the rise of the 21st, at the beginning of the 21st century, a new race of humans would emerge that would be compared to X-Men. They would have these superpowers and that's it. They would just overthrow all that's evil and dark. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're
0: we're doing right now is we're going through this genetic mutation. And we're paying them. These are multi-billion dollar companies. Yeah. We're paying them. Yes. As a collectively. We are. To keep us trapped. By by default of our ignorance of what's really. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there therein lies the compassion. Exactly. Well, we're pretty much at the end of it. Um,
3: Is there anything you would like to add?
0: Anything you want to add? Yeah.
1: I, I, I tend not to be political. Okay. But I do want to point out that what's playing out right now in the ge- geopolitical um, situation with our world, uh, particularly the Russia Ukraine scenario mm-hmm. has a lot to do with the final defeat of the cabal. The cabal is represented by the UN, NATO, the World Economic Forum and of course the you know the the western powers. Mm-hmm. Canada's president obviously, our president, Australia's president. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. They're all part of this cabal, okay? So what Putin is uh, Putin is doing is he's actually um a white hat. He's part of the Earth Alliance. So there is a war going on between the cabal and the Earth Alliance. Mm-hmm. And because Trump wasn't given the opportunity to finish the job, uh, the White Hats are now using Putin to you know, make sure that they block this, this um, the NATO and, and the UN from expanding into Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more importantly, uh, something that people need to be aware of um, is that the current president of our country um, and his son have been negotiating deals with Ukraine for many, many years and a lot of this stuff has to do with the development of uh, mass, I'm sorry, of biological weapons of mass destruction that would actually disseminate or uh, obliterate, you know, one third of the world population. And a lot of these facilities, yeah, they make the Wuhan lab look like candy. A lot of what? these facilities are located in major cities in the right. Ukraine. So what what Putin is doing is actually um, trying to save billions of people from dying, even though that, you know, even though there's a lot of. Casualties taking place right now in the Ukraine, but that doesn't compare to the idea of one third of the world population, uh, you know, being mass murdered within days if, if the cabal was able to release these weapons of biological destruction. Wow. So I just wanted to let people know that because right now we're, you know, the media and and, and the
0: fake news is is spinning the narrative. Making right. Putin mainstream like media, yeah. all, all mainstream media can be sure they're not telling the truth. They never do. They never do. So they, so all
1: our news here in the States and in those countries that are associated with the UN, with the globalists, right? right. With the one world government, new world order cabal, right. um, are actually letting, they're telling us the opposite. They're telling us that Putin is a bad guy. Ukrainian people need mm-hmm. help. Pray for Ukraine. But in actuality, um, he's fulfilling prophecy. You know, he's known as the King of the East. The King of the West is a collaboration of all the countries that are, that have joined the UN new world order cabal run system. Right. And so he's actually um, preventing the new world order from fully developing and implementing a worldwide-scale uh, government. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and not to mention, he's also blowing out those facilities in those major cities in the Ukraine in order to save billions of people from dying in the right. near future. So, right. yeah, it's a white hat operation, right and, out, and, and this is all going to lead to disclosure. You know, uh, there's not going to be no nuclear war because the Galactic Federation is in key position to monitor this situation because the Earth Alliance and the White Hats are actually now working with the Galactic Federation. Gotcha. So just to let everybody know, things are going to actually be in favor of humanity as a result of this intervention in the Ukraine.
0: Things are going to be going forward in a positive way. In a positive way. Yes. Perfect. So we've reached the now what part of our episode. We've learned so much about our true history. You've imparted so much knowledge and wisdom. What last pieces... Of advice can you give to the listeners out there
1: stay mindful at all times and be in the presence because it's when we're in the moment in the presence where we access our power where we're able to materialize manifest and control our
0: reality yeah. we control our reality yes we manifest our own reality by the power of the presence ishmael It was awesome having you on the show. We would love to have you on a show at some point in the future. It's been great. This has been enlightening. Thank you for spending time with us today. Thank you as well for having me here. It's a pleasure. If you like this episode, please subscribe. I'm JR. You can find me at journeythroughtheawakening.com.
3: And I'm Helen. You can find me at heal.me.com slash Helen. And where can we find you, Ishmael?
1: You can find my book on Amazon. All you have to do is type in our cosmic origin, three words. Or you could uh, find me on Instagram under Project Restoration Zion number one. That's Project Restoration Zion one. I reveal a lot of content and information regarding the galactic scenario, what's unfolding on the Earth, um, starseed information, and much more on my page.
0: Thank you again. It's been great. See you guys later.